swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and stores from legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rock shoes to every clue, Easter eggs and gaming news, the POTUS need some bad dudes to crash crew like Bandicoot, all shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. That dash is a hyphen. Uh, head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we record gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. Uh, you can head on over to your podcast provider, look for control issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. Um, you can also head on over to X. <laughs> My control issues is the handle. And shoot an email to controlissuespod at gmail.com. Let us know how you feel, how you living. Speaking of AMC, how you living? I'm living well, A Dub. Um, everything's been great. Been getting in a lot of gaming this week. Uh, Marissa, she got into this new book series, and um, she's that's like been her. Her main focus, which is awesome because that means my main focus can then go to video gaming uh, because we're watching less TV. Um, so that's that's been nice because part of that also, that's that. why I've been, I've been getting it. Exactly. Because another benefit of that is your boy gets to hop on with a dove and E single mm-hmm. to play some matches. So that's that's been oh, so good. that's been beautiful this entire week. Um, yeah. Outside of that, kids have been good um, getting in my workouts. Yeah, getting in leading up to Christmas, so that's gonna be nice. I'm gonna be off on I think I'm off on Monday and Tuesday, not next week, but the week after. So that's gonna be great. Um, yeah, so I, everything's been good. It's, it's nice. Uh kind of coasting now after Thanksgiving. Like everything was ramping up to Thanksgiving. Now that we're past that, things are kind of mellowing out work-wise and just you know, getting that work-life balance back on track. So everything's been good with me. How about yourself, A dub? How you been? It'll be a little better, you know, just trying to it's trying to relax. So as you guys know, vehicle got side swiped in traffic and had to get had to do the whole insurance thing. So now it's looking like they totaled the car. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, man. Perfect driver record, six years with that car anyway. And Paid it off. <laughs> Not even six months ago. And just, all right, back back into the buying a car again. <laughs> so now I got to go to dealerships and look online and do research. And just try to get the, the most I can for whatever they're going to cash me out at. And to also get a decent deal. I know it's I know it's better than it used to be over recent years, but it's also still pretty bad in the, the purchasing a car market. So, you know, just weighing my options, whether I'm going to get something that 
you know, something that's the same or a little newer and just have like a very small payment or just have it completely paid off at the yeah. jump or, you know, make a big down payment and just have a small note for something newer. I, I don't know. So I got to look at stuff. I got to do research. Maybe, maybe there's a deal out there just waiting to be found. And I'll be back on the streets with, what is this? Let me see. I started with that car to that one, to the one my sister used to have, to that one, that one, that one. Damn, this is going to be, I think, car number seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why. How many cars have you been through AMC? Um, yeah, let me think. It's a great so idea. I, I think it's like two. Well, are we counting cars like that? We because you know, there's periods of time where I drove like my mom's car or something like that. We're not counting those cars, right? Well, like my mom, like it was she gave me her old car. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, like, so just it. driving on the weekend doesn't count. But like, if your your parents are basically like, "Here, you can use this car," and you got the car for like, you know, go to work and shit like that, that counts. Yeah. Okay, so then that puts it to. Uh, I mean, ballparking it just because I don't want to, you know, <laughs> spend ten minutes of radio of radio of podcast. Radio. This. Um, I want to say about like. About eight cars, maybe. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had one. Yeah, I had. Yeah, because I in yeah high school had one, and I had I had my stepdad's car, which was like the worst, and then <laughs> it was fucking terrible. He didn't. Uh, I don't know where the hell he parked his car, but it didn't have any tint on the back. And mm-hmm. I don't know. As I said, I don't know where he parked his car, but the back of the headboards, uh, the headrests on in the back seat were completely burned out by the sun. <laughs> like, wow. yeah, like like you see, like 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 one like the leather or, or whatever um, is like completely Just cracked. <laughs> yeah, it's cracked. And then yeah, you can see like the dark lines where the sun was just baking <laughs> the back of the back of those headboards. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, and I, yeah, I remember driving that car and just being like, "Don't look at the backseat." <laughs> like when people <laughs> get in, um, yeah, yeah, so many cars, so many. Every car was a story. It was like a, a time in my life. It it is nice though. Like the the progression of the cars is kind of like the growth of ourselves in that, like just what I was driving to like what I'm driving now. <laughs> like, yeah. like uh, not that I'm driving like a super pristine like you know luxury sled um but but just more of just just a nice car as opposed to like yeah this car was handed to me it's 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 got like cigarette burns in it (laughs) it's got like it has its own personality as i get it as opposed to me getting to you know put put my own personality into it from years of just uh using it yeah the volkswagen was the shit man I love that V. I love that the v the gti that was my shit what was it 19 on it (laughs) Yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, but they were high. Oh, God, I love that car. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring that car back one day when these kids go off to college, maybe. <laughs> Date night. Yeah, but yeah, how, how, yeah. So yeah, you're waiting to see what car you get there. That sucks, but hopefully yeah. everything turns out well for you. So yeah, that that's the big thing, and that just kind of like knocked the wind out of me, mm-hmm. just over the course of this whole situation, and now that. 
now they've basically taken the car and are going to do whatever it is they're going to do with it, which I hear is like they sell it overseas because they don't have to put a salvage title on it. Mm-hmm. But whatever, just just pay your boy out what he what he deserves, what he's owed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me move on, get back in the game, get back on these streets <laughs> and do nothing. So, you know, in, in a sense, the world is my oyster. You know, I'm, I'm making more money than I did the last time I bought. Well, the last time I bought a car. Yeah. Or I would say the first time I bought a car. <laughs> but yeah, doing a lot better than that. You know, I got all money put away. I got I got options and flexibility. So it's not like it's going to break the bank or put me in a, a dire situation. But it was like I was saving up like that extra money where I could, if I just wanted to buy some stupid shit, I could do that. And now this is going to cut into my stupid shit budget. And I don't like it. <laughs> Dude, I got like I got like nice low ball glasses. I got like bar bar tools and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I get make, it. <laughs> make cocktails, buying extra booze <laughs> for the house, the ambiance. Hell, at least I got some good purchases in, like like my hand vacuum and all that stuff. So, you know. It's whatever. It, we're almost to the end of the year. We're gonna have you know the winter break from from the job. We're gonna have Christmas and everything. So you know within that time, hopefully there's like end of the year Christmas deals on vehicles. I think I can. I think I can ride just a little bit longer. I think I'll have to have to deal with it two more weeks of just not having a car and having to go to work. But you know. Once winter break kicks in, then I can just chill, get my head together, get my life together, mm. yeah. <laughs> and, and get back out there. I mean, who knows? Maybe this is when A-Dub makes the pivot to a new brand. Maybe this is, you know, because I don't like going backwards. So maybe getting the same thing is out of the question. Maybe sticking Sticking with the brand is out of the question, baby. It's time to move on. So who knows? But I'll update you once we have some news. Well, A-Dub, how about you update us on what you've been playing? Oh, man. So what I've been playing. I mean, a lot of the same, you know, just can't get enough of Starfield. I finally finally got, like, the data log and the location for Vulture's Roost. And then... I was so excited about getting that information at long last that I forgot to do a cautionary save. I played for about another 10 or 15 minutes and was thinking to myself, you know what? I should probably save. And then the game booted me to the dashboard, reloaded, and I went to where I thought I would get the Vulture's Roost info. And it was some different info that doesn't direct you to anything or tell you anything. And I was like, oh no, bummer. So finished the whole the whole uh prestigely generated outpost or yeah. generated outpost. Yeah. Uh, there's, so, there's all types of flaws in its design. Yeah, it's the <laughs> same ones, there's the same every time. Did feel patched together. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So cleared out that whole situation, got in my ship, and was like, okay, I need to. You know, I got contraband on board. So I, when that happens, I have to avoid certain stars, depending on, you know, if they're part of the settled systems or not. So if they're they're UC allied, I got to avoid that. I'm going to get scanned. 
they're gonna they're gonna take my stuff <laughs> and make me pay for it. Uh, avoid the Freestar Collective, same situation. You know, I'm not trying to go to jail. I'm not trying to have anything on my intergalactic record. So I'm navigating star by star to like get around those places. I get to this. I get to this one system. I go to this one planet that's in it. One of like a half dozen, I guess, maybe four or something. And then just out of habit, I always look. The, what I've learned is that um, when you go to the star system and you're looking at the planets, if they have three dots on them, that means that they have like they have locations or points of interest on them already. So it's not like you're going to land and get some randomly generated thing. It's you go there and that's something that's you, you might want to check it out. There might be something that you might enjoy. there. So. You know, I went to one of those planets. Sure enough, Vulture's Roost is one of the spots. I was like, yes. Landed, went in there, cleaned it out, picked up so much contraband, and managed to get onto the ship that they call in for reinforcements. Got on there, killed the crew, took over the ship, got off the ship, finished clearing out Vulture's Roost, taking all the valuables, and left in that ship. <laughs> so, got something new. For my fleet, updated it with just B class, all new parts. Got it, got it flying like a dream. Got it shooting like a madman, and enjoying that. Uh, played a lot of Overwatch with my brother. He's single, the homie AMC. We got so many AMC days, so many AMC games. It was so great. Good, so good. Yeah, man. Because because we were playing, it was like, damn, we, we just this would be so much better with the AMC. It, like we're just playing and we don't notice that we keep getting better. So then you get in there and it's like, all right, now we can really play. It, it just all falls together in a way that it makes absolutely no sense. It's just that extra person you can rely on to perform in a particular way. It just makes the team magnitudes times stronger. Like yeah, the, the, competitive. Yeah, the twin, the twin. I mean, there's so many different um i guess formations that we can work with as far as like you getting tank and like and him being dps or both you being dps but when you're both dps and you get that that twin gun sojourn and 76 out there mm -hmm. like it's it's a it's a it's a masterpiece to watch that in action like it is it is a sight um just watching you two like the coordination like is is to the point where you're you're basically mind melded with e-single and so you're just moving without communication in in just in 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 unison it's uh it's it's awesome it's awesome it's great to see and i i love jumping into those matches and seeing seeing that action because i mean seeing you in the tank out there with the Arisa, always a good time but those two when those two, somebody in the corner <laughs> yeah when those two dps is out there it's it's out of control it's uh there's a lot of fear in the heart of the opponents that I can tell <laughs> just from watching. Dropping 30 a piece, like it's yeah, <laughs> 30 pieces, <laughs> dropping 30 pieces on them. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. It's, it's so good. So, yeah, lot, lots of Overwatch. I mean, next week, get MAGA. It's going down. <laughs> and then we, it's, it's just a whole new level of mayhem. It's a dub. Gets that mastery down. So, that's going to be exciting. Um, I also got back into Jusong which you can check out on twitch.tv slash control issues pod. And yeah, man, it's just such a, 
it's such a peaceful, cool game. It, it's it looks good. It feels good to play. Like it has just enough restrictions and nuance to keep you like engaged, but not feeling like you're working against the controls of the game. You know, just cool little climbing puzzles. You know, climbing this tower. I just went through the inside of it. It's like cavernous, giant stalactites with homes built into them. And, you know, climb my way back outside. Now it's super windy and grassy and green. I imagine that's going to present all new kinds of climbing challenges since we're going to have to fight against the wind on the way up. And the sun is always, you know, a hazard to worry about. I imagine those are going to overlap in some way. Yeah, man. It's, I, I highly recommend you some, especially, you know, if anybody's going to have any downtime over the holidays and you just want something that's chill that you can relax with that's you know enjoyable to look at and experience get yourself some juice on and yeah once i finished that i fired up some cyberpunk just for a hot second and i was i forget why it is that i stopped like i think i went to go do something and then i got another mission that told me to do something else back where i already started and i was like you know what this is just too much for me right now. So I just hit that same. Then I heard some news. He hit you with a quick hit mm. early on, yeah. early on in the game. We'll just, we'll, early quick hits. Yeah, we'll just reference it later in the show. Just, <laughs> just get so people can't skip this shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might miss something. Yep. Yeah. So Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be getting a, a big update 2.1 next week. It's going to have some. Some interesting content and tidbits, and things known, things unknown. Uh, we'll get into some more detail about that later. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. AMC, what have you been playing? Let's see. Um, well, it's funny because pretty much everything I've been playing this week was with you. I will say I played a little bit of Super Mario Wonder. Uh, not much more to say there. We unlocked another badge that allows us, if we fall into like the, the lava pit, we can fall into it one time and not take damage. Um, oh. but, if, but if we fall in again, then we die. So it like it gives oh. you like one save from falling into lava or poison. So that's that's interesting. Is um, it instant death otherwise, or do you just get hurt? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's instant death otherwise in in the in Mario. Damn. Yeah, that, that lava is nothing to play with. Yeah, you don't get that that translucent like Mario running in the lava <laughs> for a couple seconds. <laughs> I like I like the the flicker frame. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, enjoyed that. But yeah, this this week was all about playing with the homies and some gaming. Just just a pre. I have my 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 gratitudes and definitely there was a there was a couple of entries in there of just like. I have such a great gaming community <laughs> right now between playing with Marissa and then hopping on playing with a dove playing with e-single. It's great. So yeah. And being um, able to just game with your wife in general, because you have that as a part of your most intimate relationships. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> a lot of people have to like, well, that's just a little thing on the side for me and my man came. <laughs> yeah yeah like you gotta go disappear somewhere for for an hour or two <laughs> and immediately respond when summoned <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah so played uh so you know played a lot of overwatch this week i mean you discussed most of it only thing i'll say is um 
as for me, like, you know, I've been getting back into it for about a few weeks now. And so this is the first week where I really branched out, started playing with the other support characters. So I worked in a little bit of Life Weaver, worked in some Kiriko, liking Kiriko, just got to get her accuracy down. But I do feel like I, I played a little bit of Anna last night and Anna was a character I was never really into. I always felt like Anna was a mouse and keyboard character because her, her healing is contingent on you being able to shoot your friends <laughs> and so and it's not like a locked on thing or like a like a generous like a like in a in a general direction and it'll still find them with that with that healing dart it's like now you got to shoot them and so um it was always a tough character to play with so i always felt like it was like a mouse and, it was like made for mouse and keyboard but i was playing with it isn't, isn't she hit scan though uh i don't i i haven't noticed it at least um because i know with like the ultimate you can just hit like triangle in in the general direction and it'll go right to the person. Nice. But with the uh yeah, with the the shooting, it's yeah, you have to like be on them. But I mean maybe hit scanning, but it wasn't like I noticed I missed a lot more. And when I played last night, this is what I was getting at was I was I was spot on. Like I was like uh yes. not every time, but my accuracy was a lot better with uh with enemies and with uh with my teammates. So I was like, holy shit, like Anna's now playable for me. Um oh, yeah. oh, here we go. Yeah, exactly. So I was playing I played some Anna last night, really like that. But yeah, the main thing was um now that I'm starting to play with the different characters uh it's like the the next level of evolution as, as i said like the other week it was getting my timing down with like the ultimates get my accuracy back accuracy is back now i got the ultimate back and now it's being able to adapt and, and switch characters because you know there's this idea when people play a game it's like i just need to find the best one and then i need to get so good with that one that they're good for any situation Whereas like, you know, when we play Overwatch, sometimes like we'll just be playing and it's like, all right, they're throwing this at us. Well, then I got to counter with that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like, um, so playing with, uh, the characters like Mercy, Life Weaver, um, even like Anna, awesome characters to play with, but every now and then a, a Tracer, a Sombra will, will show up on the map, even like a, a Reaper and he'll start trying to get to the back lines, pick off the sport characters. And that's when you need to get, you need to have a, a character that has a little more um, escapability and oh. a little bit more offense to them. And that's where I have Lucio to always fall back on. And so it's great. Like I'll, I'll start with like one character, like a Kiriko or something. And then the moment that they just constantly keep coming in the back line and trying to pick me off, that's when I switch to Lucio because Lucio is perfect with all those characters because you, nobody can run up on you with Lucio because you can mm -hmm. always just boop them off of you. And then you got that speed so you can get out of there. You also have the, uh, the, the healing, um, with the, with the amp it up so you can really get the healing going. And, it, and then just with the wall slide, like it's just a lot easier to get away from people with Lucio or to just go on the offensive with Lucio. So. I've been doing that more, figuring out like when to start um, certain people and also trying to work in figuring out which characters are good for certain maps as far as like support. And also just, I just, it's adding and adding the other thing, um, mm -hmm. looking at team makeup and then picking my support character or at least adjusting my support character based on that, because there are times where, you know, I love playing with Lucio, but then you get like a, an echo 
maybe like a Pharaoh, which you know, not often, but say you got an echo on a Pharaoh, Lucio can't really heal them because you got to be up close and personal with Lucio. So that's where it's good to get out like a Zenyatta, a Kiriko. And so looking at that team makeup and not just going with, well, what's my best character, but what's the character that's needed for this team. Um, and so, yeah, getting better with that to make those adjustments to just, you know, build the chemistry better with the team are things that I've just been slowly working on. And the personal goal with Lucio has been, you know, really get that speed, uh, get like, relying a little bit more on the speed boost for, for the teammates and for myself. And so what it does during the match, you can look at your stats. And one of the stats that it shows up is um, is uh, the percentage of use between the speed and the healing with Lucio. And so in the oh. past, like, you know, I would always have it really high on health. And so now I'm trying to get it where I've actually been completing more matches where I'm using speed more than health. But then I'm noticing that there's not a drop off on the health that I'm providing to, you know, overall in the match. So that's like the the sweet spot right there is like I can rely more on the speed, but then I can switch it over to the health and then boost it with the amp, uh, with the amp it up to really get my team back in the game and then going right back to the speed and not seeing like a big drop off where needed for the healing. And so once now that I feel like I'm getting closer to that, once I get to a point where it's like majority is like more consistently speed boost, but then I'm also healing at the same thing. I think that's where my Lucio is going to hit that, you know, just that ascended level of saying, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's efficient. <laughs> yeah. So just, yeah, just personal goals with each character is that I'm trying to work on to, you know, just take them to that next level um, is what I'm focusing on. And then just that adaptability. So it's all, it's all a thing. And it, it's great because, you know, it's great. You get, you get the encouragement from your team. They let you know that you're helping them out. And so you know that you're doing you know, you're getting that right type of feedback. And so, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love overwatch. The other thing is, uh, you know, we played some Diablo four. That was awesome. Yes, Did my first was. nightmare dungeon. That was the shit. <laughs> yeah, it was high too. It's yeah. <laughs> it like eight levels above it. Yeah, we did good. We only or died. was it five? I don't know. It might've four was, levels or something. Yeah, because I thought it was, I thought you maybe you said it was fifty five, and you were like forty eight, and I was fifty. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, but we were I, getting that gear. Exactly. I think you like you leveled up twice at least. You maybe you leveled up once in the first uh, in the thing, and then the other level was in the hell tide. Because I know you got fifty by the end of the run. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, we we held our own. We both only died once each uh, in the entire run. Um, and yeah, it was. Uh, I, I think it just like reassured me with my makeup, with my build, as far as, you know, the, the sever with the golem, throwing them out there, getting that, that golem, that golem smash, um, yes. to then give them all the vulnerability. I see the rain of arrows come out. You see the dudes start melting, got my skeletons out there. Um, and then, yeah, just getting the bonuses. I picked up a couple of legendaries that were dope. Uh, I didn't get to use one. It, uh, it, um, it basically gives it, drops the cooldown on my golem's um, smash attack. Um, like there's a percentage that like, if he hits them, there's a percent chance that it drops the, uh, the cooldown by two seconds. And I think it only has like a, like maybe like a, maybe a 10 second, but I'm pretty sure it's five second cooldown. Like it's pretty quick. Um, and so, yeah, if I can just knock off two seconds, I'll be getting that shit all the time and just smash, exactly. smash, smash, vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable. Um, so got that. And they got another one where it gives my, um, ice, my, not my ice. It gives my, um, skeleton mages a blizzard attack. 
So that's going to be fun to see what that is. Um, but I, I didn't get to use that. And then I just got all these other legendaries from the Helltide that I didn't get to run through as we were closing out. But yeah, it was overall, it was a great experience. I love doing my first Nightmare Dungeon. Love doing my first Helltide run to get that mystery chest. Um, and yeah, it was great. And we got to do it together. So that was even better because we got characters now on similar levels, both pushing through the Paragon. Um, you introduced me to the the Paragon glyphs, so I get to see that yes. added that added benefit. Um, it's just stats on stats on stats. I'm loving it. I'm loving my build. I'm loving Diablo Four, and I can't wait to see like you know what they plan to add to this game because it's just already so damn amazing. I'll wait till you get through your next couple of Paragon boards. Yeah, and I also didn't know too that you know, that you get multiple Paragon points per level. <laughs> so, like, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm at, like, level 53. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, I get to the end and it's just level 51. I was like, holy shit, so i just been racking up Paragon points, like, within just leveling up once. That is absolutely amazing. Exactly. Yeah, so it's... it's yeah, I think people, like, take that for granted. It's like, yeah, once you get this certain level, then it kind of slows down. And it's like, you're getting basically four <laughs> levels per level. <laughs> Her yeah, exactly. level. Yeah, it's like all they're looking at is how long does it take for me to max out? And you're like, you don't realize how many Paragon points you are going to get in that time to max out <laughs> before you get it's, to like level 100. And it's like 200. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that takes longer than 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's insane. And then you're just getting drops on top of all that. I can't wait to do a world boss with you see what that's all about we didn't get the butcher so I it's a good time i'm yeah. surprised he didn't show up yeah <laughs> if he was gonna smash both of us at the same time that would have been the time to do it uh, like that dude is dude he is like he's if you remember him from Diablo 2, I want to say, or maybe Diablo 1. I, I just remember like happening upon the butcher and fighting him, and it was just a it was just a slugfest. Somehow I beat him. Well, he, well, he was in and, Diablo 3, right? Also? He was, he was a boss. Okay. Oh, but he was a regular character, <laughs> like like a mini boss in uh Diablo 2 or 1. No, no, I think he in two he was a boss as well. Oh, okay, okay. And I think in one he like Kind of a boss. Like I feel like I just went to some random cellar and he was in there. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> like Diablo Four, man. He's an absolute terror. <laughs> he's, uh, I can't. He, just, he just does ridiculous damage. He's fast. He's basically immune or highly resistant to just about any kind of status effect you throw at him. Like just things like slow or chill and all that stuff. <laughs> don't work don't work on him if you make him vulnerable it doesn't last long <laughs> he shrugs it off <laughs> it's like i contend that the butcher would be more would be a more winnable and engaging fight if the things that we were building our characters around in order to do maximum damage weren't suddenly negated against him <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to see what that's all about then like you can't hit him with anything other than <laughs> other than vulnerable, and maybe you can get your minions to slow him down. That won't last. He's yeah. just going to he's going to melt right through, <laughs> then hook you and drag you in, and 
cleave off half of your health with a, the first of a three hit combo. And it's like, do I move? Do I heal? Damn. Damn. All right. Well, you know, let's take a quick break, A Dub, and then we will get into these topics of the week. Yeah. Top sorry topics. for the, the PTSD episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we are back with our first topic of the week. Of the week. So, as alluded to in the What Are You Playing section, we got some news on a game I've been playing Cyberpunk 2077 has announced update 2.1. It's coming next week. So it was revealed during the Twitch stream, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 producer Monica Janowska and the quest director, P. Sosko, alongside senior community managers, Amelia Kolot and Alicia Kazera, announced that the patch will include the long-requested Metro system. The original trailer for Cyberpunk 2077 featured the Metro system alongside the Phantom Liberty cinematic trailer, so CD Projekt Red decided to finally add it, Sasko said. Players can travel between 19 Metro stations, which can be used as either a fast travel point or a proper Metro ride experience that can be skipped at any time. There are five Metro lines operating in Night City, which can be found on their own map, the metro system will only be accessible after the Compeki Plaza sequence in the game when players will receive a call from the metro director. So a quote from CDPR reps, our direction from what we wanted to, what in the lore translation? Our direction when we wanted to was make sure players have a way to really be in the world and have an immersive way to travel through the world, said Sasko. This is designed to be a role playing feature. Uh, the update's also going to bring the ability to carry a radio and therefore listen to the radio stations in the game without being in a vehicle. Uh, there are some limitations. You know, it's going to cut off during dialogue. There's also going to be other dynamic elements that occur where perhaps it's not beneficial to listen to the radio. Uh, in addition, they're going to be tweaking the Atom Smasher boss fight those of you who play the game know that Adam Smasher is kind of a big deal in the cyberpunk world. And when you eventually face him, you know, CD Projekt thought that the fight could be a little more difficult. So they made your boy Adam Smasher more in line with his cyberpunk edge runners depiction. He's going to have a San Deviston, which is going to allow him to slow down time while he moves at regular speed or in reference to the player, he's going to be moving very fast. Uh, it's just going to be tougher, going to be hitting harder. You see now. Improvements. This baddie has been at the center of fan complaints for years as players compared his abilities in the Edge Runners anime with those in the game. The fight, which is meant to be among the most intense in the game, became a meme with players finding ways to cheese smasher and destroy him easily. <laughs> so CD Projekt is like, nah, son, we don't fix that. <laughs> uh, there's also other content that's going to be coming. To the game there's going to be a new vehicle which is which is what a, a convertible porsche it's going to be five new motorcycles they've also tweaked the motorcycle physics so now you're going to be able to you know do do wheelies and stoppies and stuff like that so i'm hoping man if they made motorcycles feel really good then i can forgive them for not getting cars just right because motorcycles are like almost really cool and yeah, if they get it right, 
with the new abilities, every time I'm riding a motorcycle in this game, I keep thinking to myself, man, if I could just do a wheelie, the fantasy would be complete. <laughs> Dude, I'm pulling back on the stick. I think it's like I'm treating it like GTA. <laughs> when nothing ever happens, and I'm just like, ah, it's such a waste of opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now we're going to be able to do that. So that's awesome. And, you know, there's also. See, you can do wheelies, flips, leans, and so on. <laughs> Players can also throw knives and axes from bikes as of this new update. Uh, part of the highway that was previously blocked off in Night City that allowed players to pass through but didn't feature any traffic now has been revamped to be a fully functioning and busy road. I don't know what that is or where that is, so it'll be interesting to encounter that in my own, my own adventures. So yeah, there's a lot of info going in. Cyberpunk just continuing to get meaningful updates that continue to polish up, improve, and fill out the gameplay experience. AMC, is is this pushing you past the needle of it being time for you to get into Cyberpunk <laughs> or what, man? <laughs> How long uh, are you going to wait? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, maybe it'll be the next game since I'm now in this like three spots i do have no i'm playing kakarot but yeah i'll be the next game after kakarot maybe but um yeah i mean i love it if anything is just the more i hear that gets added to it the more i'm like yeah like the longer i wait the better the game is going to be when i eventually jump in <laughs> so if anything they're giving me more opportunity to hold off into that and eventually just play like just the the grand form of the game which is like everything patch the shit out no bugs all the additions, all all the actors, all the stuff that I could ever all want. The oh, so many actors. Uh yeah. So I mean it's it sounds great though. Willies. It, it's like all the stuff, it's more, but it's all the stuff that people wanted and then some now. It's just like yeah. like everything that people complained about that it didn't have, it now has that. And then they've now they've now taken that and expanded on it. <laughs> so it's, it's absolutely awesome to see what they're doing with this game and, you know, just finding ways to just make it an overall better experience. One it's thing I wasn't a fan of with one of the latest updates was before there were vehicles that you unlocked by, by doing things and earning in the game, whether it was by doing a bunch of gigs or, well, I mean, I guess that's still in there. But it just seems like it's it's easier to obtain cars because they're now everywhere that a, an individual car would have been for sale or for you to go pick up. There's now just a kiosk that has a menu of cars and you can just buy whatever fucking cars you want. You know, and I had to stop short a little bit there because there are still gigs and things where you earn specific vehicles, but just insofar as the way the vehicles were distributed in previous versions of the game i felt like that that felt more realistic like you would just show up in this random part of a random neighborhood and there would be this car sitting there and you walk up to it it's got a price on it you pay for it hop in and get it you know now it's just like oh, what what flavor you know so you know not that that's a bad thing it's just i really liked rolling up to the car in its element and seeing it just out in the open, just off the street, like, you know what? It's got a price on that. All right, let me get this. <laughs> like, I like that. I like that experience. So I don't know. Hopefully something like that comes back with the sequel or who knows. 
but antsy. So you're you just you just waiting. You want more actors. <laughs> you, you want more streamlines. Uh, this information was brought to us by Ryan Denzel over at IGN. And yeah, man, it's I I I was playing the game. I heard about this, and I was like, you know, let me just not put any more time into this until that patch comes out. <laughs> I want to see I want to see their metro work, and I just don't want to like scratch my cyberpunk itch too much before before we get the better itch scratcher. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so that's gonna be dope. I'm gonna be checking that out next week, letting y'all know what it's all about and what it means to you <laughs> as we move forward. Yeah, Cyberpunk. Oh, I'm so glad they stuck with that game. It's it's really blossomed into what what I always knew was there. Like there was just this core experience that was like, yo, this is dope. And in this city that they built, the way it looks, the way everything moves, it's like this this is very much in the right direction of the kind of stuff that I want to see, you know, in the form of an open world RPG. You know, I wish it was third person. I wish it, you know, I wish it did other little things differently. But overall, it's there's there's nothing else like it. So just getting more content, making Night City a more interactive and, you know, just scenic experience sitting on the subway. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> I really hope, I really hope that it can pop off in the subway. Cause if I can get in a shootout on the train, it's like, oh shit, got, got to get off on this stop, got to run. <laughs> police, police getting on the train. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking cinematically. I don't know what's going to happen when it comes to actual gameplay, but we'll see. I'm just glad that the game's still getting supported. Looking forward to this new content. It's just going to work it in. And AMC, we got our next topic of the week. Top, oh, topic, topic of, of the, the week. week. Well, hey, Doug, we got we got some trailers this week, but um, you know, I want to leave <laughs> off with the, the game one. Of the greatest RPG ever made. This is a follow-up sequel. Everybody talking about everybody wasting their time talking about the Witcher and Skyrim. You need to be playing Dragon's Dogma. But yeah, we got um we got a trailer now to the follow-up sequel to the the hit greatest RPG of all time. Dragon's Dogma, this being Dragon Dogma 2. We got a gameplay overview, A dub. Yes, they came also with a release date. So uh, I went to IGN. Put up the write up on the the trailer, and we can you know discuss all the uh, all the little tidbits that were shown in this trailer. Uh, so let's see, Capcom began to introduce fearsome foes like Talos, a giant statue capable of destroying its surrounding environment. It appears players can take Talos out by climbing around its body and striking weak points, shadows of the Colossus style. Um, we also saw the Arisen might encounter npcs that speak their own language that requires translation to understand if the player has a pawn nearby who understands elvish then you will be able to automatically translate that shit. and let's see <laughs> <laughs> a little editorializing by amc uh let's see um dragon's dogma 2 showcase uh, includes a first look at a more robust character creator and the new trickster vocation the latter allows players to fight with uh so let's talk about the trickster vocation. The latter allows yes. players to fight with foggy illusions while providing buffs for pawns. Itsunu says that this style of combat was made for those who prefer to do their fighting 
from the sideline, Clay hating on the sideline. Yeah. Dancing. <laughs> got, got you fighting yourself. Got you fighting your friends. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, finally, Capcom confirmed that Dragon's Dogma 2 launches for PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X and S on March 22nd, 2024. 4-4. So, A-Dub. We got to see all those little tidbits in the gameplay overview. Um, yeah, overall, what'd you think about this reveal and just, you know, the details that they showed that you might encounter in the world of Dragon's Dogma 2? Well, much like the original Dragon's Dogma, it definitely caught my attention just with the the amount of animations, and just the amount, the breadth of the gameplay that you can engage in. Like uh, at one point they were showing clip of an archer shooting at enemies right in front of her and then jumping up and drop kicking at enemies. This is like, number one, you got a close range, high speed ranger type character, which is something that you you seldom see in RPGs or action games of any kind. And you also have like these fluid melee moves that you can also throw in. And it's, you know, that's just further punctuates all the, just the breadth of ways you can interact with stuff because you got your spells, you got your different fighting skills, you got your various melee skills like drop kicking, you're climbing, I'm sure you're jumping off, you're jumping onto enemies. You know, it, it has that look about it. It looks great. And it, it's just, with everything you can do, it really makes the world and the enemies more integral and more interactive. So it's like their characters themselves that you're you're cooperating with in order to execute just this off the wall action. Uh, I've never been hot on the, on the pawn thing because that takes me back to like lost Odyssey and Valkyria profile. Silmaria, I believe where you're, you're like just getting these party members that aren't necessarily like meaningful party members as, as in they, participate in the story or those kind of supporting characters or lead characters. And I don't know. I always like the lead characters or if I'm just the lead character, then let me be alone. Let me do my thing. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, off of that note, though, that trickster class, that was the most original and inventive class I've seen in a game like this, mm-hmm. like on any level. My man it's just swinging that incense like a, like a like a master altar boy. It's just, it's just feeling, <laughs> feeling the Holy Spirit. Just dancing. Am I getting the Holy Spirit? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just swing that incense. It's like the, those animations, those moves, and for that to be a part of a combat style that's actually useful, unique. <laughs> and effective like he's taking down giant griffins he's taking down packs of enemies making them fight each other like making them see illusions and just hurt themselves and bug out <laughs> like your your fighting style is drugs <laughs> <laughs> just get y'all high on this shit let me let me get my homies high on this other shit the good shit that's gonna that's gonna buff them but this is gonna debuff you just dishing it out like if that was if that was a contemporary title like if that was an action rpg version of gta that for sure would have been the dope man 
easy. Just like throwing pills and styrofoam cups, <laughs> <laughs> swinging them around, just pouring it on them. <laughs> Or forty <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my my! Uh, the, I'm gonna make this idea <laughs> reality in some way, way, shape, or form. I still think that we should have like the the urban modern action RPG <laughs> that's like Diablo, where you go and like say a like you go in the Candy Lady house and. You, Beat up everybody. <laughs> you take all the loot. <laughs> you, just, you keep going all these dungeons, but the dungeons are like contemporary locations. Uh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting. <laughs> but yeah, man. Dragon's Dogma Two looks. It looks great. It seems to take place in an alternate universe, so someone like myself maybe doesn't have to go back and play the original in order to be able to catch up with this one. So that's another incentive. It, it just looks cool. It looks like something. It reminds me a lot of Remnant Two, where it just looks like something that's made for me. Yet I'm the one being sheepish about it. It's just like, nah, I got other games to play. Nah, I can't get out enough time. <laughs> but no, maybe maybe this will be the one. Who knows? But there are also a lot of games coming out around that time. So I don't know. I'll keep Dragon's Dogma, you know, in my heart. On, on my wish list or something. AMC, you think you're going to be getting into it? I mean, I'll, I'll see. I for some reason I wasn't uh, appeal like I wasn't interested at all in the the first Dragon's Dogma as much. Like I wasn't I wasn't really even aware of it until everybody was like, "This is the game that everybody should be playing." Here, all fools talking about all this <laughs> shit. And I was like, "All right, I guess I have to try out this game." Um, obviously, never got to it, but then, um, yeah. Uh, now seeing this one, I mean, this may be it. This is maybe the other one was like, you know, for the for the for the day ones, but this is the one that gets that that crossover appeal. And man, it it has it has has a lot going for it. I love seeing that Talos battle. Um, as they said, it gives vibes of Shadows of Colossus, like the idea too that there are different ways to attack it. It's like we see one, a character running from the bottom, trying to figure out how the hell he's going to get up there. We see at one point a, a dude jump off the side of the cliff, grab onto it. We see a dude grab onto, we'll just say like a griffin. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, he's trying to yeah. guide it. It's like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. It's not like you just suddenly just get full control and it's flying directly to it. Like you're swinging back and forth. You're trying to like adjust its trajectory towards the Talos so you can then just drop on its head and get to that weak point. Um, but yeah, seeing that and seeing that, like you're doing it with like what appeared to be the homies. So that might be interesting. Just having, you know, Elden Ring was like, uh, like a great taste of, you know, multiplayer combat or multiplayer in an open world setting like that um and knowing that we're gonna get something similar to that in this style of game um has me really interested uh just to see how that's gonna look and how it's gonna play out on top of that yeah um it is interesting i do like the idea because i've never had a i've never had an issue with having companion i've actually always liked having companion video games as long as they don't get in the way of things and i'm not having to worry about like getting them health and keeping them alive mm -hmm. then i don't give a shit about having like a, a companion in this case a pawn in this game and i'd heard about a lot of the cool things that pawns could do in the uh the other ones like now i don't quote me on this but i thought it was something along the lines of like 
if you're connected to the internet, like the pawn will like pick up on other things that other pawns have noticed and like give you like, a warning or something like that. So uh, it'll that, be interesting. That's crazy if that works. Yeah, like it was uh, like almost like pre was it Kojima Death Stranding before like Death Stranding, like as far as like a world that's shared, but you're not necessarily in it at the same time. But the information, the data that's being collected in that world from multiple people is being passed on. Um, so that'd be interesting if they bring that back for the pawns. But um, knowing that, like, yeah, the pawns will play an integral role in that way of being able to translate other characters. I'm curious to see other roles that they'll fit because it's one thing to have, like, we, we were joking about it in other games, you get pawns and or just, you know, sidekicks, and they really just like service as, like, you know, mules to carry your shit. Or like, you know, they might have an attack that makes them somewhat useful, but overall they're just kind of in the background. Mm -hmm. But in this one, it seems like they're they're gonna have a little bit more to them to your benefit. Um, so that should be that could be pretty cool to see how that comes into play and then how big of a role that they'll play because they're they're clearly gonna put a lot of thought into, you know, making these these characters needed and also wanted within the game so um, i'm interested to see how they execute on that and then the, the final thing yeah as we discussed that that trickster vocation love seeing that you know me i'm a i'm a big fan of magic i love my minions and in this one if you can if you can get a little bit of both with that trickster guy with the you know with that with the incense swinging them around swinging. <laughs> getting them getting them lost in the in the illusion of it like it looked like at one point there was like a dragon cloud <laughs> uh, like incense going on um yeah it's uh I, i'm very curious it that part about you being on the sideline that you know it it sounds like uh hopefully you can kind of do you know cross you can cross vocations in some ways so that you can kind of have that going on but then also you know have like a mage thing going where you like you can at least get off some attacks i don't want to just be dancing <laughs> on the sideline <laughs> the entire battle <laughs> well especially too because like so you don't want to do that you don't want to do that dance of his playthrough <laughs> yeah exactly dance of his yeah um because like you know if you're fighting talos like what are you gonna do you're gonna be dancing next to talos <laughs> It's like mm -hmm. it's like the homies are doing all the hard work. Like you got to have some type of attack to hitting it with your incense cage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're hitting that weak spot. Uh, so yeah, um, I, I do hope that there is like a little bit more to the combat other than just you know the dancing. Because if that's the case, then that is going to be very limiting when it comes to certain uh, battles. And so maybe they'll have a solution for that within it. Uh, so yeah, I am curious because I do love that. Like even when what is it? Uh, is it devil, the last devil may cry they had like a minion class in it and i love that they put that in the game so yeah. I, I like this and a lot of times with like illusion based classes like it's you, you kind of get it like like oh i do a spell and then you attack your homie and that's the entire illusion based class but it seems like they're putting a lot of thought into this one and one in the uh the effect of the illusion like the clouds swirling it around creating that mist but then on top of that how you know the illusions show up in the combat and then the fact that it can boost your your pawns as well so that you're you're making them stronger for their combat i like that it's like it seems well thought out for an illusion class um and so yeah that just that just makes me a little more intrigued to jump into something like that and yeah as far as march goes good time as you said it's i mean next year is going to be a crazy year i know i think final fantasy remake is coming out in early next year like maybe around oh, February. Yeah, that's a good point yeah that's gonna be coming out in february so it's just gonna be it's great it's just 
the, the good times seem to be just rolling right over from 2023 right into 2024. And we'll see Dragon's Dogma 2, potential game of the year. We've seen how, how people reacted to, you know, a lot of things that they were that they were able to that Larian was able to pull off as for RPG element wise in uh in Boulders Gate 3. And so we'll now get to see what Capcom is doing because it seems like they're they're really um taking advantage of its war of their world and what they can do from you know from an RPG perspective as far as like you know really thinking about your classes and your builds and things like that and how you're going to interact with the NPCs in the world based off of you know how you build your character and your pawn. So I like that approach to the game. Um, and they talked also about like romance and things like that, but that wasn't in the write-up. So they're going to have a little bit of everything that we love from great RPGs of today. And it seems like they're going to have something a little unique to things that we're not necessarily seeing in all RPGs. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I think they have a lot going on with this game and I'm, I'm super excited, potential game of the year, who knows, but it's definitely now on my most anticipated, um, games that I'm looking forward to in 2024. Now, here's the real question. Mm. Are people going to love Final Fantasy and use that to hate on Dragon's Dog? Or are people going to love Dragon's Dog and use that to hate on Final Fantasy? Oh, interesting. Like like you use one against the other, kind of like yeah, it's like Starfield and Boulder's yeah. Gate. <laughs> Cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> I, know I mean, Cyberpunk's better. I know Dragon's Dogma Two is better. Well, it would be interesting because I would say normally I would say no, but then knowing the fact that you know that um, Final Fantasy is going to be console exclusive, at least timed exclusive, there mm. is a there is a little bit of that because I know that was like the thing with Baldur's Gate was before you know before we we got word that it was definitely coming to <laughs> to series s and you know all that stuff that hoopla um there was this thing where you know the playstation community had championed boulders gate as as a console exclusive for a period of time that's hilarious <laughs> so we'll see if that carries over anymore but um yeah uh i'm i um uh i we'll see we'll see if people take that but i i don't think so i think i think people enough people love um what is it? Uh, D- Dragon's Dogma. That I don't think they're gonna care. Um, hmm. As far as like, they're just glad know, they get the Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, and you know the Final Fantasy crowd, you know, like they're gonna have their diehard audience, and I I don't think they're gonna do a a Final Fantasy sixteen situation with it where people are questioning. It, it's they're, they're they're questioning its RPG card. They're asking for them to pull it out. I don't think that's gonna happen with this one. So I think they're they're gonna be able to stand on their own. I think uh, Adub is what I'll say to that. But do you want to hop into this next topic of the week? Uh, topic of the, of the week. week. Is it on me? Yes. I think, I think it's on me. Slow down, Wayne. No, that's all on me. <laughs> all right, I guess I guess we'll get to a big one. We got the PlayStation Plus games for December. Yes. Your man Ryan Tinsdale. Tinsdale. <laughs> Over. <laughs> <laughs> Tinsdale. <laughs> Over at IGN brings us this outstanding news. Uh, yeah, for PlayStation Plus, December 2023, we're going to be treated to a Lego 2K Drive, PS4, mm-hmm. PS5, Power Wash Simulator, PS4, PS5, pulling up the rear, Sable PS5 Edition, AMC, are you going to need to make space on your hard drive? 
for for power wash simulator maybe for, I so. for any of the three <laughs> which three <are> you <laughs> um yeah it'll be interesting um obviously that what was the last one what was that game called again so sable sable yeah that one looks uh interesting to me um i've never heard of power wash simulator but i am now interested in power wash simulator um and then i mean it's not a big splashy month is what i'll say Dub. Yeah. but i am i'm interested at least in a couple of the games is what i'll say how about how about you how are you looking at this one <laughs> uh, definitely interested in two out of three here like i i always wanted to get my hands on sable because i, I love that mobius looking art style that they got going on I like the premise you know, it looks like a pretty rough game, but the kind of game that you you want to support, see something follow, see what the the see what the developer does with a little more money, a little more support and confidence over time. Uh, Power Wash Simulator. I'm pretty sure I watched one trailer for that. Didn't really like bank it in my long term memory, but still have a memory of it. So when this was announced, it was like, oh shit! Like I I know that game. I know that people have enjoyed it, had good things to say about it. It's from that incredibly inventive string of games where it's some kind of simulators or like that family or, you know, just that genre of something, something simulator. Like there's always big rig simulator and farm simulator, <laughs> and farm simulator and train simulator. It's all of the simulator. Simulator one, two, and three. Yes. So they all they like I think there's even like a mechanic simulator, which is the one that I, I really want to get into. But power wash simulator, I'm having it, dude. <laughs> I want to get my high pressure hose, <laughs> get in there and clean this shit up. Like, oh, I gotta gotta get that dirt in the crevice. <laughs> gotta, gotta look around. It might push me to get a PSVR. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah. Power wash simulator is definitely the, the main draw there. Sable is a, a definitely welcome and appreciated added bonus. So you'll see both of those in my library a little later this month. All right. We are back for our next topic of the week. To topic of the week. week. Let's see. Uh, so we said we got two trailers, a dub. Wait, is it on me? Yeah, I did. PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, simulator, so, baby. Yeah, power don't forget. How don't could forget. I How could I forget? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I said we got two trailers. So the other trailer is for a TV show. You know, this yes. the show that has been long talked about, but little seen. Now we finally get the big reveal. This being the Fallout extended trailer. We got a two minute, two and a half minute trailer. The Fallout goodness. We saw your boy Todd Howard mentioned in the title, but here's a breakdown from IGN. Uh, the much anticipated first trailer for Prime Video's Fallout series has been has been revealed, and it features a vault. Nuclear explosions, power armor, a mutated bear, a Mr. Handy robot, an adorable dog who looks a lot like meat, dog meat. Maybe we'll have better, yes. uh, better AI. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> 200. Uh, let's see. The, so the official write up for the show is 200 years after the apocalypse. The gentle denizens of luxury fallout shelters are forced to return to the irradiated hellscape their ancestors left behind and are shocked to discover an incredibly complex gleefully weird and highly violent universe waiting for them uh, let's see fallout will premiere on prime video on april 12th 2024 so a dub what did you think of this fallout trailer while i let out the cat i thought it was great 
<laughs> I mean, I I may be biased, so take it with a grain of salt. But as a Fallout fan, as a Bethesda Game Studios fan, as a Ty Howard fan, seeing seeing the Fallout universe, like that was the first universe I fell in love with that was under Bethesda's umbrella. I know they didn't create it. They took it on at Fallout 3, but you know what? They made it their own, and I very much enjoyed their vision for the franchise. I also enjoy the originals, and I wish those could come back in some capacity because a tactical turn-based Fallout would be unbelievable, especially in this day and age. But I digress. TV show, it had the look, it had the flavor, it had the soundtrack, it's got all the fan favorites. So, like you said, it's got it's got the zombie bear. It's got dog meat running around picking up body parts. It's got power <laughs> armor, vertebrates. The Pritowin has never looked greater. Like the 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 headquarters of the Brotherhood of Steel is in this, mm. and it's it's got large scale action. It's got it, it covers like just the spectacles and the the vast destruction of the wasteland. Uh, I don't know much about Vault 33, which is where our Vault Dweller is going to be coming from during this series, so I'm going to be checking out Fallout lore, the Fallout timeline, get an idea of what we know about Vault 33, what kind of experiments that they were conducting inside of there, because we all know that every Vault has some kind of dirty secret, or just some wacky experiment that's designed to just move generations of people according to their like most base behavior or just some like some way to come up with some drug or some weapon or just to figure <laughs> out how to survive the wasteland. Like the the concept of Vault Tech and their their dark underbelly is such a genius springboard of ideas, in my opinion. So yeah, man. We we're gonna see vault action. We're gonna see wasteland action. We got ghouls. We're gonna we're gonna be in a settlement. <laughs> um, it's gonna be gory and bloody. It's from it's from the team that was behind the boys. So we already know what they're capable of. The kind of grittiness they can they can dole out. So just imagine like boys level drama with that Fallout skin. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm so excited. It's going to start in April. A Dust going to be watching it. I, I hope they put it out all at once. I would hate to have to follow it from week to week, but I'll follow it from week to week. And yeah, man, I just, I hope that the the writing, the performances, and the overall storyline is fitting of the franchise because they already have the look down as well as just like the action and the way to depict things. So, you know, I'm tentative, but at the same token, looking very forward to this, looking optimistic, AMC. Yeah, I'm same. I'm super optimistic with this one. Um, looks absolutely awesome. Just the trailer reveal, just seeing that, the the, the suits, they got the, like that blue pops on that. Yeah, uh, the blue and that yellow. <laughs> yeah, like it pop, they, know, they know what colors to, you know, to give that hue to, and then, you know, how to get, 
in in contrast to just the dreariness of like the landscape the uh the, the browns and the and the greens uh, <laughs> it's all one color <laughs> uh but yeah um yeah it, the contrast of that with the with the landscape it's it's absolutely awesome to see that in live action as i was saying to you we're just at a point it's perfect like it was it takes me back to uh you know when avengers came out and watching that first avengers movie i remember just thinking i was like oh man like we, we we're here we're finally here we're at this point now because there was this period when it was like matrix 2 and a couple of the movies came out where you know they were they're were dipping their toes into cg but they didn't quite have that shit down like that like, like you, get, you got neo just fighting like fucking like like straight up like video game figures <laughs> and, and then neo eventually becomes a, his own video game figure like to like get some of that action going and it just didn't look right and then right around the time avengers comes out they really started to get the cg right and i was like oh like this is a perfect time for superhero movies because now they can you know really get those effects going in a way that like complement you know the superhero genre and as i was saying to you with the with fallout looking at this it's like we're, we're here now like the shows are shows are now consistently putting out quality products that look on par with you know like like movie movie uh special effects and so now we're seeing it in this series and just seeing like you just imagine the budget behind this like there's there's definitely somebody who believes in this um in a way where they're just going all out clearly you know todd howard or whatever has their has his hands all up in this to make sure that they're you know staying true to at least the the genre and the form uh the, the source material and just love seeing it as you said it's made by the boys so the thing that's excited about that has me excited is the idea because the boys is very much a uh he, as you said they know how to build tension but it's all like in this lens of dark humor and that's mm -hmm. exactly what's needed for fallout and also it's exactly what's needed for you know if they want to dip their toes in like wacky wasteland style of antics in, in an ah, episode or two and fall <laughs> if i see the 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 old lady triplets in the pink dresses with the rolling pins roll up i'm gonna be Oh, <laughs> yeah, you got. I already liking how the ghoul. At least we got like our first sight of a ghoul uh, and what they look like. And did looking, we? I, I watched well, the trailer like twice. Well, was, and I didn't see one. Well, maybe not a ghoul. Who was that? That guy? Like his face. Oh, like, you said a ghoul. I thought you meant a super mutant. Yeah, cool. Sorry, uh, sorry yeah. for interrupting. Oh man, yeah, that's what we haven't seen, and you know they're saving that because super mutants are going to be absolutely awesome. I think that's going to be that's going to take it to a whole another level. But um, you, you know, everything they're gonna. Do you think they're really gonna hit a home run with it with the Death Claw? Yeah, no, yeah, I think they they're gonna save that because that's gonna be you know that's gonna be a final boss battle at some point in an episode. That might be a whole season. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I can't wait. Uh, I'm so excited. Um, we saw the explosion, so it'll be kind of cool to finally like if they do you know that retrospective or whatever, and we get to see exactly like the origins of Fallout because um, we saw like a, you know they they did show explosions. Um, like nuclear explosions in the world um in the trailer and so if we get like kind of like a glimpse of that that'd be absolutely awesome just to see like you know because we're, we're always getting to see the the fallout of whatever happened but you know we not really seeing the origins so it'll be kind of cool if we get to see a little bit of that like and one of those like one of those uh you know old-timey like yeah this is how the world used to be see <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, that would be Man, great. 50s, 50s looking broadcast. Yeah. And then, uh, 
I can't wait to also just I, I'm curious to see what route they go because I did I didn't I didn't know at least I didn't listen I, I believe they used Nat King Cole or something like that in the trailer so I hope that they then you know the soundtrack of this of this show is very important because it's it's got to be somewhat reflective of uh you know our experience with it as far as like the time period that they're going to use for the music i mean maybe they'll they'll slip in some of that texas red <laughs> in there oh. that'd be absolutely awesome well the thing is they would they would have better selection to work with because it, it's for a show and yeah. that's just like that's a whole different like monetization and revenue setup as opposed to a video game where it's like, oh well, 10 million, 30 million people are gonna buy this, then we should get more money. It's like, <laughs> it's like with a television show, they're gonna be able to spend more, get get like deeper cuts. Yeah, exactly. I think the soundtrack is gonna be outstanding. Yeah, so I think the soundtrack is gonna be very important because it's you know, it's it's that's part of the experience of playing is just move in, listen to like fucking what, Elvis <laughs> shit like that, yeah. like <laughs> music of that time. Uh and so it's like it's important that they, you know, stick to that and you know, they could have like obviously like some like mood music for when things get like a little a little more like riskier and crazier but you know when you're just cruising through the world you got to have that that music going so there's a lot going on there as you said there's like so many vaults that they can visit and um which means like each episode in itself could be a visit to a vault and just like what the hell is going on there but you know we're, we're going to see different settlements and things like that uh, and um you know all the great stuff that we can expect and hopefully a lot of appearances from you know from from other games because you know if i get to see three dog in an episode i'm, I'm gonna oh I'm my gonna lose god my mind. <laughs> like just even just listening if like she's just you know flipping through tuning her her pit boy to different stations and all of a sudden you hear that hey guys <laughs> how you doing uh if i hear that man i'm gonna lose my mind <laughs> <laughs> and, spe- and speaking of like what are you expecting for a, a television adaptation of pit boy usage perks like that kind of thing like it just as the show goes along is she going to be acquiring skills like how they do in the game because in the game there are certain perks that you acquire when you do certain missions or have particular encounters so you think like she's going to mutate start having different traits and things. <laughs> oh i know yeah right like uh like suddenly like you can drink like rad like rad to whatever like yeah like, i'm used to it now yeah yeah i'm used to this now um yeah it'll be interesting to see or even like like cybernetics or maybe they'll put on glasses and their vision will be better who knows <laughs> or maybe like whenever whenever they do something a little weird or out of the ordinary like oh man it's like you drank all that brand water and she just pats her stomach and says, ah, iron belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear them reference the perks. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm already thinking about it and it sounds absolutely awesome. So yeah, hopefully they'll work that into the game because there's, there's so much there that they can, that they can add in. Uh, like I that's, just all the that's a perks. lot of character growth over the courses, like a character straight leveling up and maxing out by the end of the whole, shebang yeah it's become uh, max level all the perks <laughs> yeah, hit, that, hit that guy low um yeah so i'm i'm super excited uh we've been you know we've just been on a great streak of adaptations as far as you know mario and sonic and everything else right now um and so mario yeah. coming to netflix if it's not already on there 
Mario is? Oh, nice. It's already on, it's been on uh, Peacock for a little yeah. bit. So nice. So more people get to get to see that that greatness. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's a it's a good time A-Dub, to be a gamer that also watches who also streams TVs and watches movies. Yep. Say so, what 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 you got in the next topic of the week? Uh, topic of the week. week. I'm gonna get into the big one, AMC. Mm. This is this is blowing up Megaton. <laughs> All day, every time. Damn. Yes, what we've what we finally got is a release date for the trailer. A Grand Theft Auto Six. Six, six, So yeah, as we reported last week, we got an announcement that we would be seeing a GTA trailer this coming week, and then we just got news now that the trailer that we're expecting next week is going to be December 5th. (laughs) 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 So now we know, now we know when we're going to watch it. Yeah. So this doesn't come. I saw it was like the most liked tweet, like video game tweet of all time or something. Holy shit. I don't know. But I mean, this news did not come unaccompanied because in like, as we wait in the home stretch to get to this trailer at at long last, suddenly there's leaks AMC. (laughs) And not just, you know, oh, well, you know, such and such, whatever. These leaks are coming from the inside. Uh, (laughs) The calls come from the inside. (laughs) A rock star employee's son. Uh, (laughs) The the son didn't sign the NDA. Exactly. Didn't sign that NDA. (laughs) So Adam Bankhurst over at IGN writes, uh, the leaks appear to have come from TikTok and claim to show a few seconds in GTA 6. One of the more trusted accounts covering Rockstar Games has shared that in a totally unexpected turn of events, it appears the leaked footage has come from the son of a Rockstar Games employee. <laughs> the account continued on to say it has no evidence of Rockstar taking down the video, but the evidence suggests the video has come from someone related to the employee in question is fairly convincing. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. But yeah, so that's going on. Meanwhile, GTA 6 fans think they know what the birds in, in the trailer teaser image mean. <laughs> so you know the GTA community is full of the most advanced code crackers that the earth has ever known. And they'll take any any tweet, any image, and they'll find some hidden message with it, even if there's none there whatsoever. <laughs> so let's see. Let's see what happens. There's a trail there's the image that they tweeted out it's got the stereotypical kind of 80s neon kind of miami-ish looking colors so people are already speculating vice city is the next destination and it's got like a, a flock of what look like seagulls on there nothing crazy but let's see so what did they say here the image shows a beautiful sunset palm trees and three birds flying across the sky let's get the obvious one out of the way this is all but rockstar coming out and saying that this game is going to take place in the miami inspired by city but that's old news and this is new news get ready gta fans 
Grand Theft Auto Six will have birds in the on tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is hilarious. Well, you know, to give some kind of substance to that obvious joke post, but perhaps they could be suggesting that they have better trees and better birds. <laughs> uh, one thing that I've wanted from GTA and Red Dead, especially because Red Dead 2 made significant strides for wildlife behavior and like numbers and, and just the different things they could do in an environment. So I want to see that kind of stuff in GTA. Maybe, maybe the seagulls are going to be all over the place. Maybe you're going to pull out your, your food start eating on the street the seagull hits you in the head with its wing steals your nachos sea world you know. <laughs> or so i've heard <laughs> i don't know man i i like i want to see raccoons rummaging through garbage i want to see skunks like creeping at the late night i want to see coyotes making their way up the hills looking for looking for a quick meal <laughs> amc like how, how do you feel we got the date now we know that in no time at all, we're going to be looking at our first glimpse of the next GTA. Are you excited? One to ten. Uh, I'm excited. I'm definitely managing, like you know, managing my expectations as far as not expecting a lot. I know you're you're I, you're probably better at like looking at a trailer and trying to decipher what are gameplay elements like what's what's uh just like story stuff yada 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 uh for me i'm you know i'm just gonna be looking at this i'm just gonna enjoy it for what it is but it's it's when they do the big like blowout reveal as far as like the gameplay stuff and what you can expect to see in the world that's the one where i'll probably have a lot more to comment on and that's where that's where i want to see where they've evolved as far as um what they plan to do with the NPCs uh, and how they will be interacting with you in the world. Because everything that I heard, I didn't play Red Dead 2, but I heard so much about, you know, just the uh, the random events and some of the things that you can come across when you're just seeing NPCs out in the world. And to imagine that now in a city setting, you know, um, it's, it'll be interesting to see how much they can curate with that as far as like the people who go out in the world, how you interact with them and their behaviors and how they react to you and possibly how they, you know, cause we, I don't know if it was a rumor, was it a rumor or something that we discussed? Like how, like, if you like do something to like an NPC, like they might like stay, they might react to you differently, like later in the game or something like that. In well, which game to, was this? I thought like, I thought we were discussing something like in GTA where like they were saying that like, not like a nemesis system, but in a way where it's like they're a way to get you from just killing NPCs in the world is that like if you do something like they'll they'll uh, react to you like a little bit differently. But maybe I just dreamed that or some shit. But it uh, might have been one of my, my brainstorm sessions. Yeah. yeah. Game, game elements I want to see one day. Yeah. So if they have something like that in, in the not necessarily that, but just, you know, just giving a little bit more life to the npcs so that they're not just like characters you just beat up and then you know just go on about your day um that would be kind of cool i know it might like upset more of the uh the arcade gta people who just want to get in there and you know wreak havoc upon the world but i i am curious to see if like there'll be a little bit more personality to the npcs in the world other than you know the scripted dialogue that they give them so um i want to see all that and everything else that they plan to add to it. Like we were just discussing so much like that they could go in with, like, I want to see them bring back, like I would love to see them 
and I don't know if it'll be as gangster inspired, um, but like I would love to see the see the territories again. <laughs> yes, trying to hold it down. Absolutely, in some way, shape, or form, like there has to be some kind of turf war. Yeah, like there are a lot of elements from San Andreas that I would love to see brought back in this one. Like one, just the the varied in, the climates and environments that you could go to, things like that. Um, they had so much going on in uh, San Andreas, and so yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. And then obviously, you know. We had heard, I don't know if it was rumors or if that was already said, but like, you know, the that there'd be two characters, one would be a female character. So finally seeing that revealed, because it would fall in line if it is Miami, because I thought they said like she was like a, I think they said Latinx, but like Latina, like a uh, character. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it would be interesting if they go that route, how they do that. And yeah, back to a more modern Miami. That's like great because, you know, we got the 80s, you know, the the cocaine fever <laughs> like fever pitch when it came to that one and now if we were to see like a modern miami that might be a cool way to uh you know to to re to go back to that environment and to see what they can do um especially because you know there's so much going on with florida man <laughs> uh you know joke joking wise that like there either has to be a mission tree or just like an overarching storyline that's yeah. all florida man and like they could or take us florida. <laughs> yeah they could take us to the swamps they could be alligators there's a lot that they could do with that like in the the florida everglades so there's just a lot to florida because there's you know there's the city there's you know the cuban experience but then there's also just that like backwoods experience florida that like isn't discussed as often but you know is representative of some of the wackiness of that state that like you know people joke around about all the time and you know it could also like capture kind of like what's going on you know we just had like a debate between red and blue state and you know the red state was obviously represented by desantis so you could have that like you know just that wacky type of political uh environment to really like make it like you know to to do that criticism of like what's going on with like you know what's going on currently in the world and current events so um i think there's a lot that that could happen here based on like leaks and things that you know that we've heard teased out that um, i'm looking forward to seeing in this trailer what i'm looking forward to most is seeing exactly how many NPCs, women NPCs, are going to be rendered wearing yoga pants. <laughs> because I don't think I don't think it was as big as as big and like commonplace as it is these days when than it was like back in the GTA five days. So mm -hmm. that'll just be an interesting cultural note to see if they they caught. Because it could be very easily her styles can you know make them dress all kind of wild ways no nah, sometimes sometimes satire is sometimes you got to get the low-hanging fruit not <laughs> just not just the easy layups which is sometimes you, you got to hit the classics it's like yeah don't forget about this <laughs> and people people talking about it talking about working out all the time oh well this is going to be in the south is it i mean i guess it's confirmed i didn't see any of that information so i'm looking forward to know it's just a lot, a lot of the leaks, yeah a lot of the leaks are kind of like are lining up with it being in miami basically <laughs> which i'm not opposed to especially if they do it on the level that they did gta 5 or greater to where it's that main city and then it's all this rural area and then other unincorporated areas so you know you can get your flavors 
got your big city life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you go out in the sticks, you go out in the swamps, and you do your dirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really hope they have a drug dealing system. <laughs> I need <laughs> I need it to come back, man. It can't die with Chinatown wars. I hope they have some kind of system and you're just moving bricks in the mm-hmm. cell. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. As a gang, not as a life. I'm not condoning that behavior. Mm. <laughs> <Amen>. But <laughs> we got some folks uh, that can condone a different kind of behavior. Uh, they like to come sideways and stuff. We got troll of the week. 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 First troll. Overrated series that's going to be a disaster. <laughs> a disaster. Oh, man. I, I'm going to laugh at all these the same way because it all comes back to one single foundation. And I'll let you know once we get to these trolls. Next troll says, I lost all interest in GTA games once it became a live service cash cow. Pretty good chance this is an easy pass for me. So you didn't like the campaign of GTA 5? You didn't like the content updates and (laughs) improvements that came along the way? Because, you know, it was still a single-player game. It just Mm -hmm. also had an online component. Next troll, Rockstar will troll everyone, and it'd just be an update for online. I laugh, honestly. (laughs) My man described his laughter. (laughs) Laughing, honestly. Oh, man. An update for all online. That would be crazy if the next GTA was just like, yeah, it's in Miami, but it's for GTA Online. Yeah, online 2.0. <laughs> like, online. No GTA 6, just Online 2.0. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I think the, the physical locations of Rockstar would be burned to the ground. <laughs> if that were the case. I don't want to see it happen. I don't think anybody should do it. But if it did happen, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, man. Next troll. Done to death. We're stuck in endless recycling of old games. I don't think anybody has a problem with a new mainline sequel in one of the greatest franchises ever mm-hmm. made. Like, yeah. one of the great franchises of the last 20-plus years. Come on now. Yeah. Get off your high horse. It, it isn't like they're just pumping out annual Madden's and FIFA's. This is Grand Theft Auto. We waited 10 years for the last one. And luckily, there's an online component for people who really love the game and just can't get enough to be able to get their daily fix with content updates. Just new things to do, new missions, new storylines, new guest stars. Next troll says, trailer will be delayed due to them working from home. (laughs) Next troll says, after that boring Red Dead Redemption 2, Rockstar can eat shit. (laughs) Okay. They'll be, they're too busy eating money. All the money they're making. I'm sure the story mode will be good, despite Dan not being there. But I'm guessing the GTA Online for GTA 6 will be microtransaction hell. Uh, hell. 
everywhere you go, microtransactions. <laughs> the GTA Online, but hey, I mean, isn't GTA Online as it is microtransaction hell with all the shark cards and all the exorbitant prices that people won't be able to afford just by playing the game, even though people seem to do that? It's like, that's the mode for them to do that. If they want to put a bunch of microtransactions in and if it works, then let it be. Still going to be single player. Still can play GTA Online without without contributing your money if you don't want to. Next troll says, release date for a trailer. What the fuck have we done to get to this? Well, don't we get release dates for trailers all the time? Yeah, what the fuck have we done to get to this? <laughs> <laughs> I guess like literally like PlayStation like state of play is a release. They, they let us know, hey, we're going to be showing you a bunch of trailers right now. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it did kind of, it, it did kind of like emerge as a new thing and then it just became the thing. Before <laughs> we would, we would just get trailers. We wouldn't get all this. Uh, yeah, we're, we got an announcement to make next week. Next week comes. Oh, we're going to be dropping a trailer next week. <laughs> we that week like comes. <laughs> a few days later, get, few days later goes by oh here's the release date of the trailer next week <laughs> it's just well, like well it's funny because they would have set the world on fire if they just dropped the trailer out of, <laughs> in a vacuum but the thing is though would it have just dropped because we already got these there's already clearly there's been leaks that have come out from the studio um in one of the articles oh the dragon's dogma one like it literally i just took it out of it but it was like a trailer dropped today that was leaked by us earlier today <laughs> like and it was like a link to another ign article so i just feel like somebody would have or somebody would have leaked before this came out like hey it, this is coming out tomorrow or this is coming out in a day or two and maybe it wouldn't have been as official but the leaks would have already been starting to flow that that a trailer was incoming oh yeah i, I know that cycle <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I, I know what you mean like uh we we would like that. I just think now things are so leaky as it is that like it's just I don't know. It's like one of those things that they just now get ahead of it. Because I, I believe that there was a leak before that basically led to them saying, "Hey, we have a trailer coming in December." <laughs> like Rockstar yeah. had to like come out and straight up say that because I think we reported. I'm pretty sure we reported it. There was a, a leak, and then Rockstar said, "We have a trailer coming in December." Um, let me look it up real quick. So like it was already headed down that path of um, you know that information getting out. Yes. Let's hope this will be available on Series S. <laughs> <laughs> and the last troll in GTA One, your enemy is around every corner. In GTA Six, your microtransactions are around every corner. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I'm just going to wrap all these up with just one blanket statement. GTA 5 sold over 135 million copies. So all the microtransaction worries, all the online worries, I guess you're just going to have to scream into the vacuum of space because there's 135 million people that are playing the game for exactly those things or if not those things the mode that those things are in that they're either engaging with or ignoring altogether the point is that they're they seem to know what they're doing so 
all I'm hoping is that we get that single player campaign. It's nice and robust that they touch every aspect of the game in some meaningful way that improves their mechanics and the, the overall dynamism and just pure random goodness that we've all come to know Rockstar Games. So that's what I'm looking forward to most. Hopefully we get a good dosage of that in whatever trailer they show. And I'm still keeping my fingers crossed for them perhaps reading the room and also taking as much time as they have to even get to this announcement. And hopefully they give us like a summer 2024 release window because it's, if they make us wait a year or more, I I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be rough for us, of course, because whatever, that's their plan. But I think it would just, it would hit so much harder if it was just like, you know, coming in the next six months. <laughs> Game of the year front runner 2020. From, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So I looked, I looked it up. Uh, yeah, so it was back on November 8th, uh, just quickly on GameSpot. It said, after an earlier report that uh, the first look at GTA 6 would debut next month, developer Rockstar has officially confirmed the news. And it, it's supposed to be co-aligned. It, it aligns with their 25th anniversary. Um, uh-huh. And so, yeah, they said, so they said news incoming next month for uh, Grand Theft Auto um, uh, for a trailer, for its first trailer. So yeah, the, the leaks are already out and about. So like Rockstar just had to get ahead of it and just be like, yeah. look, if we're if somebody's going to get the engagement and the views, why not make it us? <laughs> and so exactly. let's just announce it on our on our social media so people then engage with that as opposed to like some somebody who's trying to just leak shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, trolls. Yeah, you bikes <laughs> and pedal on out of here. We got trolling. Chill a week. Chill a week. Chill a week. Chill a week. So we're definitely going to be talking about GTA a lot <laughs> in, the, in the coming days, weeks, months leading up to its eventual release. All right. We are back with some quick hits. A dub. Um, yeah, I can lead off, lead us off real quick. Uh, let's see. Uh, this by way of Video Games Chronicle, CD Projekt Red says Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty has topped 4.3 million in sales, uh, having sold 3 million copies in the first week following its PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC release on September 26th. The game's first and only expansion has cleared 4.3 million sales in its first two months. So pretty successful, Dub. They're very happy with their accomplishments. Obviously, uh, we've talked about how they've sold 25 million. Uh, well, they've actually sold 50 million, according to this article. But yeah, expansion is selling 4.3 million in its first two months. What do you think about this reaction to the Phantom Liberty expansion, Dub? Well, I think it's well deserved. I mean, it's it's more of an already excellent gaming experience. So. I'm having a good time with it. I need to go on and finish that as well. And just looking forward to more cyberpunk somewhere down the line, man. Phantom Liberty was like, like it was bittersweet because it was very much what the game needed as an expansion. But the bitter part comes because it, it's, it's the only expansion we're going to get for the game because of the way things went down with its development and its release. So where perhaps they might've had more 
of a content roadmap. At one point, it ended up being just Phantom Liberty's it. We're going to do some major updates. Then it's on to the sequel. So, you know, looking forward to everything they're going to be putting in the sequel. Hopefully they learn from, you know, all the all the missteps and miscalculations along the way. And we get something that's what we have, but so much better. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, let me let me hit you with a quick hit. I'm going to hit you with a quick hit. Remnant and Remnant 2 are now available on Game Pass. Uh, Remnant 2 lost in July this year to significant praise from players and critics alike. It sold more than 1 million copies in its first week across the Series X and S, PS5, and PC. It went on to take down Diablo 4 as July's best-selling game in the U.S. It is an excellent Souls-inspired looter shooter type of game third person you have various classes and builds that you can put together using the seemingly endless amount of rings and amulets and weapons <laughs> it's just armor and melee weapons it's all them different different move sets different abilities there's so much content it, Remnant 2 is really the kind of game where you it focuses on the things that it does well. It keeps you in that loop, making it feel rewarding and fresh every time. Tough as nails has difficulty options, so pick what suits you, but you're gonna have to learn how to play the game. Or you're just not gonna have a good time. And it's like if if you don't figure it out, it could very well be a bad time. Remnant 2 is awesome. I'm glad I I gave it a shot, but for those of you that haven't, it's on Game Pass. AMC, you're getting that Series S to, to <laughs> <laughs> just in case for the for the Game Pass games you want to get a hand on. Nah, but uh, I'm glad a lot of people get to play this game. This was a, um, you know, not, not not a sleeper hit because a lot of people talked about how awesome the game was when it came yeah. out, but people it was, like I guess, somewhat, a, yeah, somewhat of a surprise hit as far as its crossover success, which is, you know, definitely not going to complain about that and as i said uh in other articles the mortals avian people they're saying that yeah like they, they're they looking forward to getting on game pass uh because of the exposure and so now we had all these people go out buy the game enjoy it talk about it now there's gonna get some more people that are that will get it on game pass that'll once again increase the discussion about the game and then there'll just be more anticipation for part three when that eventually comes so definitely um happy that they're getting this and I don't know if you were going to also do this in a quick hit, but you said that they got what DLC coming. So maybe this will get people excited to go out and buy the DLC um, on Game Pass. They, they get it on the, game. I think the DLC is out. All right. Well, now they have that shadow drop. They can play the game. And if they want more of it, they can get that DLC on top of it. So that Awakened King. Yeah. So that's just that's just more that's more income, uh, more places that they can get that income coming in. Uh, that revenue coming in from uh, you know the DLC sales, more exposure of that game, more hands on it. So yeah, it's it's great. It's um, it'll just build on itself. So I think it's a good move and it's a great option for people to have that 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 bag on that bag. And build it will because there's at least one or two more major expansions planned. You know, there's all kinds of quality of life improvements and content updates that are going to be added to the game free of charge and. You know, the developer is really passionate about this one. This this entry seems to have resonated with 
the larger portion of the audience that they're after. It's it's paying off. So we get a great game, we get great support, and they get all the money that they need in order to be able to do it. So, you know, even exchange. Yeah, Remnant 2 is dope. I need to get back and finish it. I want to get into the the new content so I can get that witch outfit, start working on that witch class. <laughs> and man, it just you, you can have a class, but then you can have a subclass where you get like a portion of the other other classes' abilities, but not all of them. So you can mix them up, figure out what the best ones are, get your armor tight, get your rings tight, got four rings, got an amulet, get, you got Items that you put on your weapons to give them different stats and you can upgrade you. Oh man. And the secrets, just secrets, man. It's just so many secrets. It takes no sense. Like it's, it took like all the best elements of Dark Souls, put it in the shooter <laughs> and you got remnant too. That's how I feel. A dubs, seal of approval. I'm all out of quick hits. Yeah, I'm all out of quick hits. A dub. Uh, do you have any final words before we get out of here? Final words. We're coming to the to the end of the year. We're coming to the holiday season. So let's let's feel the spirit of giving. Let's feel the spirit of of love toward of brotherly love toward our neighbor. I believe it's that's the phrase. Let's feel that. Let's get those decorations up. Let's get that Mariah bumping. Let's do this and let's look forward to the next year of gaming ahead of us. AMC. All right, well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC.